You are now listening to the Core 4 Podcast. Little woman I love, it's name Ramona. She kind of looks like Tippy Stormy. She danced like Little Egypt. She works down the snake farm. Snake farm, it just sounds nasty. Snake farm, it pretty much is snake farm. It's a reptile house, snake farm. All right, today is September 23rd. Uh, it's another week of the Core 4 podcast here. Uh, another mix them up today. Uh, Goof has been taken out, and the uh, the big ugly is back in uh, for a return oh, guest. God. <laughs> if if uh, Justin were to say anything, that'd probably be the best trade that he uh, he ever made, more than likely. Um, it's been a uh, it's been a fun week a uh, fun week of sports this week. Uh, I wasn't gonna start basketball, but now that we actually have a late addition to the game, let's talk about the weekend that was uh, for football. Um, Big big weekend out in the uh, in Ann Arbor. Uh, the boys putting in some work. Uh, how was the weekend that was in in Ann Arbor? Uh, well, we'll we'll do the visitor first, Jensen. How was how was Michigan? Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, they they've been recruiting me for a bit for the long snapper position. <laughs> so um, you have eligibility. I, I, I yeah, I'm I'm kind of between them, Slippery Rock University, and. Uh, <laughs> No, um, yeah, we we had a I'd go slipper awesome yeah, What ended up happening in the slippery rock game? Yeah, I I actually should check that. <laughs> look up the score. Yeah, look up the score. And then the we'll thing about later. slippery rock, um, but they don't exist on the internet, so it's really tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So click in, in case you aren't aware. At every Michigan game, they for some reason do an update of the slippery rock university football game. And we don't know where slippery rock is. We, we don't know anything about this. So chunks do a little bit more digging on that one. It's I, I kind of know the story, but I don't want to mess it up. So I'll save it for another time. <laughs> slippery rock one forty nine to 26. So good thing. Strong. Good thing. Uh, yeah. Nothing better to see Jensen's forehead and only eyes popping up on the screen right now. <laughs> Can we get the fucking the Michigan game that I just teased up for you guys? <laughs> no, you can't put me and Jensen on the same thing. I think it's going to go that easily. All right. All right. Just gonna you, you even said the podcast when I was in here. I can't wait till Jensen and Clint get on the same one. You now get your wish. All right. So Michigan. We're at the Michigan game. Um, Chunk's got us a. Uh, Unique opportunity um, to get on the field, and nice. we saw we saw Jim Bay or uh, Jim Harbaugh. Sorry, <laughs> saw Jim yeah. <laughs> I hate Jim Beheim. So I, I've seen Jim Beheim plenty of times. I I have nothing good to say about him, but um, Jim Harbaugh, and he was wearing cleats, uh, receiver gloves. He he gets right down into it, and uh, I've never seen a coach just. Just take over his whole program like that. He he receives, you know, he's a receiver out there. He takes snaps. He's he's nuts. He's all over the place. But then we saw quite the beatdown that Michigan put put on uh, 
Scott Frost and, and Nebraska, who is not looking good. Hey, gents, I have a question for you. Uh, and all jokes aside, from somebody that is a big college football fan, and I, I get to the pleasure of hanging out with both your brothers. I'd like to hear this perspective and I'm going to bring back to Maryland here. What would you do in the situation that Maryland currently has with everything that's gone really wrong? Um, that being said, we did beat Texas, you know, for the record yeah. there. Yeah, 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 you did. Um, well, in their current situation, yeah, I mean, for those, who, for those who don't know the whole, um, DJ Dirk and, um, not, you know, going through all the right channels and really overworking his players in the death of uh, of Jordan McNair. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's obvious that there was a significant culture issue there. Um, I think the the whole program obviously needs an overhaul. Um, it's not like they were doing anything significantly football-wise um, sure. the past couple of years um, right. to even warrant keeping a coach. Where would you stand if you were making the decisions? I I mean, I, I'm i on the side of a complete overhaul. I, I feel like with any sort of college football program, it's all about the culture. Um, the parents of parents aren't, aren't going to want to have their their sons go to school here for a number of years now. Um, they're going to have a lot of trouble recruiting. They're going to – it's going to be a red flag anything that they do. So a complete overhaul is is definitely warranted. And, and I, I don't disagree with that. But then, and, and I don't disagree with that at all. And, but my I guess my fault is with Urban Meyer, where do you compare the two and how do you handle that? Both are actually, you know, a, a lot of people would say that they're apples and oranges, but I, I think they're similar. I mean, I think it comes down to a, to a, a culture. If I'm a, a parent or a, a student that's looking to come into the program, then one of the first things I'm looking at is the culture. And, you know, I, we went to Michigan this past weekend, and, you know, I learned a lot about Michigan culture, and I think that that when you when you have a strong culture, a strong coach who who instills all these values in his players, then I I think people are going to want to come and play there. As for right now, I don't know. Well, people want to come to Ohio State because that's a winning culture. Um, it, it's you know it's not a moral culture right now, but going to Maryland right now they. They don't have much of a moral culture or a winning culture right now. That's that's hard to recruit players. Sure, I mean you can't equate the two. Obviously, Ohio State versus Maryland. That 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 yeah. would be a fucking joke, right? In the uh, in the overall scheme of things, college football was actually nuts this weekend. Like absolutely crazy. You're uh, just happy because Texas won. Ooh, Maryland beat them. Maryland beat them. Who? I am so livid now. Like I'm happy that Texas beat TCU and USC in you know back to back weeks, but how do we lose to Maryland? Like if we're if we're if we if we didn't lose to Maryland, we'd be in the top ten right now. It'd be crazy. Um, but no, my biggest thing of the week was that um, that comeback by Stanford against Oregon. Uh, did you guys happen to catch that game at all after 
after Michigan? You know, we we were we were watching it. I mean, I um we we didn't finish watching the game because Dad had a a couple drinks, but um <laughs> but yeah, we 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 kind of watched the score towards the end, and we were we just our jaws dropped. It was yeah. It was. Awesome. I mean, I went back uh, later and looked through the whole like highlight and how everything went down. Stanford had no business winning that game. Like, oh, not- there was there was no reason for those events to occur. For one, that touchdown call that came back and then to fumble that ball three plays later. Yeah, what a the, swing right there. The botch snap um, changed the entire game. Absolutely. The entire game was changed. Um, they're knocking on the doorstep at 31-7, and then it's, you know, 24-21 in a – like a matter of two minutes. Um, that was absolutely crazy. Um, but watch out for that quarterback from Oregon. Um, I think that, I think he's better than Will Greer. Um, but we'll see as the year goes on if there's any competition between those there. Um, and it's also the upsets, uh, the weekend of upsets, um, as we will talk a little bit about today's big upset. But yesterday, Old Dominion over uh, Virginia Tech there. <laughs> <laughs> Click seemed to have some rooting interest there. <laughs> I got I got zero rooting interest, but you of all people know that I love the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with my like exceptional knowledge of college football. It's not that, but when you can beat number thirteen in your old Dominion, I mean, come on, it's, a, it's the best story in the world. Well, I think so. I think it was a one point eight percent chance that the odds maker. <laughs> gave them and winning that game i think the real story here though is how major football teams typically they pay these smaller schools to mm-hmm. come to their fields i think and so i think the real story is the fact that virginia tech has a history of playing at this place and they decided not to do this and just go through and play a road game and which can be very, um, it can be really tough to go into a smaller school, a smaller stadium, uh, not where they're used to playing, and it's just a different atmosphere playing against a team like Old Dominion when you're used to these ranked teams. So it's it's a weird culture for big teams to go in and play these small teams uh, away. It was it was amazing the. The line, I, what was Virginia Tech was given twenty seven and a half points, yeah, it was and, and and they get. I mean, when you lose by fourteen, that's a significant amount, you know. I think the over under was like fifty fifty three or so, and Old Dominion had forty nine. You yeah. know, it's it's just crazy to be able to put up that many points, and it's not like they have any guys that are going into the pros on their roster. You know, they, these guys are. These guys are just out here. They just want to play. They they want competition, and you know they went out and did it. Uh, moving on to Sunday's main events, uh, the big upset of the day. Um, after looking horrid, absolutely like the worst team in the league for two weeks, our our golden savior, the six foot five mega superstar, Josh Allen. Um, I, I know you guys uh, were on the road and, and stuff, but 
Did you guys see that hurdle by Josh Allen? <laughs> That's the only thing that made you love him that much. That was if he wouldn't have hurdled, you wouldn't love him the way you do, and we jo- both know that. Josh Allen Actually, looked like a superhuman today. Yeah. He did not look like a normal being. The the hurdle oh that that changed everything. <laughs> like yeah. Today was Josh Allen's day. Um that no, that hurdle was just it was you know, like you're saying, superhuman. I mean, for him to be able to jump over that guy at his height, um, was just unreal. And um Justin, do you have any takes on the uh the Bills Vikings game today? You know, I, I only I listened to it on the radio and so I, I, I didn't get to see a lot of that until I watched highlights and wow that, that leap was really something special. I did I didn't like I said I didn't get to see it. How bad was, was Cousins? Um turnovers. They got, the, they got to the backfield like every single play. The rush um, was great for the Bills today. Yeah. No, it was it was really, really strong. Um it was that that offensive line for the Vikings is just trash, absolute trash. Like they they got to him real easy all day. Also, Josh Allen not only the leap, the dive for the end zone, and then that goal line play. There should mm. be no reason that doesn't work every time. If oh, you ask absolutely. Me. He's gonna be the next Tom Brady when it comes to that thing. Right. He just has the the uh, the, the mobility. When when you're when you're mm. inches from the goal line, and you can just pull the ball over like that quick enough, I I don't see why that should ever not be a touchdown for them. Actually, I'm not sure if you guys caught at the end of the um the Saints game today. Uh, Drew Brees did that. <laughs> he looked like a springboard coming <laughs> up. <laughs> can we go over Drew Brees though? What what do you get? What's your take on Drew Brees? Uh, no, didn't he throw like over? Six thousand yards yeah. or something. Yeah, his, unbelievable um, completions. Yeah, I mean, you got to give the dude respect. I mean, same. Surefire Hall of Famer in my eyes. I mean, obviously well, he's yeah. got uh, all these records. Um, what do you think? Top five quarterback, Jensen? Yeah, I, I think might... I could put him up there. I think so. I wish he. I wish his team. Did you won for him? If you won like <laughs> one more, one more or two more Super Bowls. I think he'd definitely be solidified within there. Well, Baltimore got a big win this this uh, this week over, um, which a lot of our uh, a lot of our pick'em league decided to go with Denver this week. Uh, uh, yes, 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 they did. So, and, and you know what? I don't think Von Miller was a factor. <laughs> I don't know if he got a tackle. <laughs> which, to be completely honest with you, thank God. We got a good shot there for the playoffs, and we'll figure it out. Um, I mean, Collins is a beast. I don't care who you are, what team you're on. That dude just does not go down. We just used to watch him at Arkansas. Um, he was a monster in Arkansas. Let's uh, let's switch on over to some basketball talk. Um, big, big, big talk this week. Uh, Jimmy Butler wants out of Minnesota uh, a year after Jimmy Butler wants out of where was he before Chicago um the the thun, the uh timber bowls doesn't seem to be working um we'll have to see how that goes uh click what do you got on Jimmy I, I don't have a hot take i have an ignorant question yeah we all know we're i'm not an nba guy so i'm wondering um 
<laughs> does he end up with the Warriors? <laughs> and uh, all jokes is, you know, all jokes aside, I, I mean, you know, there's you know, certain things to go with it, but here's here's the thing about that. <laughs> um, each one of the players, like the the main four, and honestly, the main five now um, with the with the Warriors, each one of those players are better than Jimmy Butler in my eyes. Like, do you go where? Westbrook is and kind of try to figure it out there. I know nothing about it, but I, I'm just saying, like, when Durant left and went to the Warriors, as great as Russell is, there's a hole to be felt and kind of filled. So I'm just wondering, am I... Mel is a waste in the process, so... So, on. all right, J- so the thing with Jimmy Butler is... I personally don't see him as fitting into a system with too many other superstars. Like, his role on a team doesn't translate well to playing with, like, a Warriors-type team. It doesn't work. What, but what, what, what the, Jimmy Butler what has said, he, he wants to go to either L.A. or New York. He's been very clear about that. Um, it seems like the Clippers from what I'm hearing, have been, like, his top choice, but he would also like uh, the Knicks. Chunks, where would, where would you put him? Any team, where would you throw him? Yeah, I mean, I see him going to the Clippers, uh, most likely, and I think it's it seems like a Jimmy Butler-type team to me. Um, they lost. The Clippers have slowly been losing their guys. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler is a good fit, but he... He's starting to get on the wrong side of uh, the age. Um, he's getting older. He's he's he had a really good season last year, All Star. Um, got injured though. With me for for Jimmy Butler, um, the one the one good thing if you're going to be trading for Jimmy Butler, you know he's going to be signing with you. That's the whole reason why he wants to be traded right now because there's no flexibility with that. Um, they just signed Cat to what five years and yeah. 180, 180 million something like that. Um, so you know there's no room there for him. Um, so you know if they're gonna make a trade, he wants to be to a place that can clear things up so that way he can play with a Kawhi or something like that, which would be a pretty decent matchup. Um, I think that those two would 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 probably play um, decent together, even though they play kind of similar positions. Um, whereas Kawhi obviously plays a lot better defense and, and Jimmy Butler, the better scorer and everything. Um, but that's why I, th- I think the Clippers will probably be the destination, but with the way that they handled everything with, with Blake Griffin, do you really want to be a part of that organization? I mean, I guess he doesn't necessarily make the calls. I mean, he's making the trade call, but, um, not, not to exactly where he goes, uh, generally but um it seems that i guess there's eight or so teams that are interested i'd also um chunks what do you think about philadelphia as a landing spot for i i really don't see him going anywhere else than la or new york even though i'm not sure about the fit in philadelphia i think him and joel Embiid work well together but then with ben simmons also in the mix I don't think it's necessary for them to have uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I I think obviously almost like too many cooks in the kitchen sort of right. thing. Right. Um, it just 
I, they always act like they need one more player, and maybe they do, but it's they need to develop. They need to get Markel Fultz figured out. Honestly, right? Um, if they can figure that out, then um, I think that they'll be really, really strong in the East this year. Um, Which is wide open. Absolutely wide open. Um, that will actually be a, a topic we will be talking about uh, later on in the year. Uh, but let's move on to the uh, the top ten list, the, the hotly contested uh, future look at this upcoming year. Um, let's run it down the list. So uh, at ten comes Damian Lillard. At nine comes Joel Embiid. Eight, Kawhi Leonard. Seven, Russell Westbrook. Six, Anthony Davis. Tied for fourth, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, and Kevin Durant at third, James Harden, second, Steph Curry, and number one, I'm sure you can all guess, Vladi Divac. Oh, <laughs> that is LeBron James. Um, Chunks, what do you do? You, do you think somebody's too high? Do you think somebody's so, too low? Yeah, this list is quite controversial, if you ask me. Um, I think for one, putting. <laughs> Putting a tied for fourth is such a cop out. Like, yeah, what the hell? Why, if you're gonna make a top ten list, and then you put two people tied <laughs> at the same number, that that makes zero sense at it's all. Something with votes, and I guess that it must have magically lined up that way. But so, so where would you where would you put him then? Well, so I think having Steph Curry at number two is very questionable for me. Yeah. I. I'm a full-on proponent that Kevin Durant should be number two. I would keep LeBron James number one, Kevin Durant two. Um, and I would probably move – I would personally move Steph Curry around the eight, nine range. Oh, oh. I don't, I don't see him falling that far. I mean, we've just been so drubbed with everything that he's done over the past four years that it's just so – ingrained and we kind of take it for granted i think um i would i would probably put him behind yeah i would i agree with you kevin durant needs to be number two that honestly, but don't go ahead they don't, they don't go to the finals the last two years without kevin durant that that's just the that's just the difference um and so kevin durant two probably james harden three as well um then i would throw steph um Giannis, I think, is in a good spot. Um, I, you know, I'm not an Anthony Davis guy. He does do some great, great Anthony stuff. Anthony Davis will do anything you want him to do. He stops his stat sheet every night. But I would, I would rather have Russell Westbrook on my team personally than no than way. Davis. I mean, Russell Westbrook has shown he can't be a team player. Like teams. They don't work. He out was when he had a team to go with him. He he. I mean, he had Paul George, and I know it's Carmelo Anthony, but he still had him. And I don't think I don't think Mel is a good excuse for anything a part of a team anymore. Well, he he's he worried. It's been proven he worried way too much about his stats the past two years. I I would put. I would I would move Steph Curry definitely past Anthony Davis. Yeah, I would move. Joel Embiid under Kawhi, and then the rest would just shift up. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm a big Joel Embiid guy. Let's hope that he does take the next step up here, uh, this year. 
I will I would go crazy for a Philadelphia. Um, I'm a big Golden State guy, so Philadelphia Golden State uh, finals would be insane. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, but let's uh, let's move things a little forward now. Let's talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little hockey. Um, big big news this week. Um, not the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree there, huh, bud? Um, Max Domi uh, with a crazy sucker punch on um, Aaron Ekblad, who. Well, you know, you can compare the highlights, and you know, I you know, Ty Domi is a, a legend, but <laughs> sucker punching Aaron Ekblad, not yeah. the right way to go. Like that's a star player. What shocked me was when it happened. He can get jumped. And I think yeah. that was purely because half the squad was preseason. Um, but you know, you know, Aaron, he's good. I mean, I don't know if anybody follows him on Instagram like I do. Dude's got phenomenal black eyes. Two oh, good yeah. shiners. That's a song. Yeah, it's great. Shit happens. It's hockey, and at this point, with the way football is and everything else, I'm just happy that somebody hit somebody. Um, I don't condone it. I think if you're going to do it, square up and let it ride. But but I think the bigger thing, the San Jose Sharks just use Carlson to come out to open their new jersey. Yeah. Holy shit. You <laughs> haven't seen anything prettier than Carlson in a San Jose jersey. I'll tell you what. It makes sense that he's there. Yeah. He oh, looks yeah. so good. He looks so good. It's going to be a lot of late night for hockey fans uh, playing out in San Jose. But they brought him out. In be- like Actually, he wasn't playing in the game. They said, you're going to advertise our New Jersey. So the game was going on. It sucked. And Carlson came out and was like, I got it. That's that's absolute absolute dirt on that team, um, with with the regular season not too far away. So that will be a uh, a fun one to watch. Um, let's uh, let's close out the core four here with uh, with talking a little baseball. It was a it was a rough day today uh, for for us against the uh, the Orioles. There, I was I was following Chuck. Do you follow the Yankee Report on Twitter at all? I do. Or on Facebook, um, they they were already like. Oh yeah, our um our magic do- number will be down to five because obviously we're gonna win this game. Jay Happ is starting, and <laughs> like, but that being said, the Yankees did clinch this week, but we also had the Red Sox clinch the AL East on our own turf, which was not the best uh, scenario to go about doing things. That being said, the NL has some crazy, crazy races right now. Uh, Three different races to talk about with the AL East already being uh, taken apart uh, by the Braves. The NL Central has a great matchup. There's actually three teams that are pretty much in it. Uh, we've got the Cubs, the Brewers, and then the Cardinals are a little bit out, but they could make some moves uh, with a final series against the Cubs. Um, and then for the uh the West, we've got the Dodgers and the the Brewers. Another Brewers, sorry, the Rockies. Um, who that that's just always that's been a great matchup this year. I've I've loved both of those teams. Uh, Chunks, who do you who do you got taking the Central, the West, and the Wild Cards? I see it uh, kind of staying like it is. Actually, I I got the Cubs winning the Central. 
and then the Dodgers winning the West. Um, and then wild card being St. Louis and the Brewers. Not much change. I like how the Dodgers have been of late. Um, obviously, they were down like three games a couple weeks ago. Uh, they looked pretty solid late. And then for the Cubs, I mean, Javi Baez has still been killing it. For the Brewers, Christian Yelich has come on insane the past since the All-Star break. And, yeah, I I see it staying the way it is, actually. Yeah, this late in the season, it definitely is going to be tough if um, some ground is to be made up. Um, I would be interested to see if uh, the Cardinals can make some move. Um, I personally think that the Rockies might take over that second wild card spot. Um, that would be my one to watch for out of anything. Um, they they close with the Phillies and the Nats, who don't have obviously don't have anything to play for anymore. Um, so I would be interested to see how they handle things. Um, I I think what's really interesting in that NL West is the run differentials between the Dodgers and the Rockies. The Dodgers are up 173 runs. The Rockies are up plus one run differential. Do you think that's insane? A, I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean it's 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 absolutely nuts. Um, it's to, with to the, see something crazy with that ballpark in Colorado too. It's. Yeah, I think I think that's got to have something to do with it. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I think the the, the Cubs would be my uh, one in the central. The the Brewers holding tight mm-hmm. uh, to that first one, and then uh, the Rockies getting that second wild card. Okay. Um. The also uh, another big race there is the AL MVP. I think over the last couple weeks, Crush Davis. Uh, out in Oakland. Not, not my Crush Davis. <laughs> no, not that Crush Davis. That one yeah. is the worst. <laughs> the that. other Crush. <laughs> um, out in, Chris Davis out in Oakland, Oakland has Oakland. been tearing things up the last two weeks. Um, <laughs> he, he would honestly be my choice right now just because that Oakland A's team is completely overachieving. Um and he's been the face of that. Uh, Chunks, who do you have as your AL MVP right now? I hate to say it, but I, I got to stick with Mookie Betts. Um, Shocking. He's, he's been amazing this whole year. Like, getting it done all over the field, really, on defense. And then he's been consistently above 330 all year. You think, do you think the defense sets him apart from, uh, from JD. JD? Absolutely. I... It's so hard for someone who's a primarily a DH to have more value over someone who's hitting 330 and still has power numbers and plays the field very well. So, do you think it's going to be Betts running away, like easily like, beating like, out, like way ahead? I don't think it'll be a slaughter, but I I think Betts will win fairly easily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people will always say, oh, you've got two teammates. Is it going to cancel each other out? Yeah. I think I think the voting will probably strictly go to Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. But for my money, Chris Davis is has been otherworldly right now, and he has 
the old adage, most valuable player. I think he's the most valuable player to his team, you know, right now. Yeah. See, in baseball, I feel like that's the funniest thing ever. The MVP in baseball is just completely different, I think, than, than any other sport when it comes uh, A lot of the other sports are best player or player the best season. Um, but there are so many times where, you know, between the, even the Cy Young and the MVP, who really deserves it? And, and you know. Well, I thought that's the reason that you had the Cy Young. It keeps that away from the MVP. <laughs> no, I'm not being a dick. I'm just saying, like, well, the Cy uh, Young I, is very it, Pitcher, you're a pitcher. That's good, awesome. But if you get the Cy Young, you can't be the MVP. So now we know where uh, where Click stands on the old uh, <laughs> pitcher as an MVP. <laughs> so my my thoughts. Um, I think that, and we're going through it right now with Jacob Degrom and the NL. Um, if if a pitcher has a a transcendent uh, season, he deserves um, the MVP, just like Justin Verlander did, um, just like Clayton Kershaw did. Um, I think that Jacob Degrom's having an amazing, amazing season, but I don't think it's transcendent like the other ones were. If he's able to make such a difference in the, the like the realm of pitching, um, then yes, he deserves the, the MVP. Uh, Chunks, what do you what are your takes on um, Cy Young MVP split there? Well, so my trouble my trouble with it is I don't know if you saw the stats. Between Degrom and the uh, MVP season for I think it was Kershaw, mm-hmm. um, they were eerily similar, like yeah, right around the same. But this doesn't feel like it did with Kershaw. Exactly. It's well, one is because of the Mets. Like yeah, d- yeah. True. Nobody outside Mets fans roots for the Mets. Um, and I mean Degrom, as a great of a pitcher as he is over the past couple of years, he's not a household name like Scherzer right. or <laughs> might not even win the Cy Young because of that team. You know, next week for the uh, for the Core Four podcast uh, to close out the season, we will have our predictions uh, for each of the uh, major awards for the baseball season. So we are running out of time, so we will be. Um, Doing our weekly picks here, we're gonna. I'm gonna pick a few games here that we'll we'll, uh, we'll see where we lie. Uh, so oh, right uh, now, games. Um, right now, I'm having another great week. I've got eight in the bag. So Chunks had a terrible week. He's got four. Click had an even worse week. He's got three. I messed up. My, he said that Arizona was gonna be Chicago. So I mean, let's be real here. Let's. I real Fuck off. My my <laughs> problem is I've been so high on the NFC North. This whole year. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> High on something, aren't not, you? Not a great time for the NFC North. Yeah. I mean, Bears did win, given that. But Vikings well, and Packers. I, the thing is, you can't say much about the NFC North because I think we've all been high in the NFC North. Everybody picked Minnesota and everybody right. picked Green Bay. Exactly. So. <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> um, but Fair. that being said, let's, uh, let's preview a couple games here. Let's start with the Thursday game. It's going to be an amazing game, even though the Vikings – we're trash this weekend. Uh, Vikings and Rams on Thursday night. Uh, click, who do you got? Rams. Rams. Okay, okay. Quick, quick. I like it. Um, uh, Chucks, who do you got in this game? I got a bounce back game for the Vikings coming next week. Ooh, there we go. You're Joe. There's no way. I almost said going to St. Louis and doing things up. But no, if you go to St. Louis, there was <laughs> not a football team. You're going to miss a game. <laughs> They're going down to L.A. I'm going to have to go against it, man. The Rams are going to win. They, they're just too good. Yep. 
personally, they're my they're my Super Bowl team. Uh, no way. Nobody's gonna be. No able to way. Stop. You you will actually lose that, do you? Yeah, one hundred percent. Without a doubt. Okay, we have another conversation. We have the NFL. One hundred percent. Oh my goodness, we have to have another talk. <laughs> Let's move on to. There's some like. All right, games. Oh, let's go to Sunday night. Um, everybody's favorite Sunday night game. Uh, no, it's not the Giants Cowboys. It is the Ravens Steelers. Uh, Ravens Steelers should be a fun one next weekend. Uh, Chunks, let's start with you. What do you think uh, in the Ravens Steelers game? So the Steelers are now talking about trying to trade Le'Veon Bell. Um, there, there's a weird cloud over the Steelers right now that I really don't like. Um, Big Ben doesn't seem like Big Ben this year, and the the Ravens are they're they're getting their offense together pretty well. So I'm gonna go with uh, the Ravens. All right, um, and Clicker, well, I, he's he's holding up his Joe Flacco jersey. I think that that says enough. <laughs> um, I'm gonna side by us, but um. I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not the most confident individual in it. But yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna take the Ravens. I was gonna the, go. I was gonna go with the Ravens, but guess what? I'm going with the Steelers. <laughs> I know. I pissed you off enough. <laughs> it's gonna be a bounce back game, just to smite you. Uh, yeah, and that's fine. Me, didn't you do that the first time, and then you lost? <laughs> and let's do our random uh, games of the week. There, chunks. What do you got for your random game of the week? Let me pull up the schedule. <laughs> Green, all, Green Bay. I do this every Green Bay. Guys. I got Green Bay. I, I know. I, I was going to be ready for it, but then I forgot yeah. for a second. Green Bay over the Bills. I like it. That's why I said Green Bay. <laughs> Skip chunks. Going, going up. As a sock holder for the Packers, I'm going to take Green Bay. Got to love the difference. win the game. Don't matter. Those revenues are unreal. That's good. Great. <laughs> Chucks, you got it? Yeah. I will take Chicago over Tampa Bay. Wait. No way. Fitz magic. I'm gonna, I know. I've said I'm high in the AFC, NFC North. I know you're Chucks, do I do it? Do it. Always do it. Dolphins over Patriots. Oof. Don't do it. I said it. <laughs> every single week. I said the Dolphins are going to lose. So, okay. <laughs> um, this we, is the core four podcast for my boy Sultan, for my boy Chunks, for your boy Clicker. We're rolled out. Love you. <laughs> What's your final line there, Chunks? Stay safe.